and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. And Matt, of course, can be found on Twitter at GrizzTalkOU, and you can find the podcast on Twitter as well at HorizonRT. Uh, today, we've got ourselves a group of folks, a uh, group of guys who are going to be joining us a lot more often than they used to. Uh, starting on Thursday, we're going to be starting Horizon Game Night, where we will be doing live, we're going to be doing a live show. That kind of recaps the uh, the days, the evenings, games within the Horizon League. So joining us today, uh, first of all, is Carrick Jones. How's it going, guys? And um, Carrick underscore Jones at Twitter, of course. And we also have uh, Kyle Craven. He's going to be joining us as well. Hey, guys, what's up? And joining us today again, last but not least, is John Parker. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Uh, we will have a we will have a, another member of the Horizon uh, Game Night crew, uh, Mark Weems. He's going to be on with us as well. Uh, unfortunately, he is a little under the weather today, and so uh, he will not be joining us. Um, before we get into two, uh, and I wanted to talk to you guys a lot, obviously about this past weekend, a lot of big games going on, a lot of actually surprisingly exciting games, but. Um, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, so um, there, there's really nothing else that we want. We should be talking about first, uh, other than this. Uh, about you know, what about an hour or two ago, uh, we we got the news that uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, obviously legend, legendary basketball player, uh, was killed in a helicopter crash and somewhere in. 30 miles north of, of Los Angeles. And, um, and, 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 you know, usually we don't talk a lot about uh, horizon and non horizon league matters, but, but if you look at the Twitter feeds of all of our, all the players for current, current players of horizon league teams, former players of the horizon league team, you, you can't deny the influence and kind of the the influence that Kobe Bryant had on a lot of players that that have walked that have walked through this league. I mean, just look at the just look at the, kind of the tweets and the retweets right now. It, it's so evident, and it's you can see you know how one guy can touch so many people. I mean, the reality is for you know anyone that's in that you know eighteen to uh, you know twenty. 28, 30, whatever that that category, especially the current Horizon League players, that this was their idol. This this was the dude. Like him and LeBron were the dudes. Like that. Yeah. So many of them. It's this is who we grew up watching. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, if you don't mind, I'll jump in here, sure. Bob. Yeah. It's Kyle. Um, uh, it uh, it it says a lot that you know the pretty much the entire news cycle stops uh even in college basketball circles for a guy who never played college basketball he just you know he meant that so much to the game and Absolutely. i've been thinking it, i've been thinking about it for i mean since the news broke so it's been what two three hours now um i've been thinking about you know impactful meaningful celebrity deaths in my lifetime um you know i was i'm 28 so i was born in 91 I, really this ranks up there for me with like with like michael jackson that's yeah. It's the only other one that I can think of. I mean, Robin Williams was big too, but this is this is big. I mean, this is 
one of those that it's gonna people are gonna remember where they were when they heard about this. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'd like to point out the fact every time I yeah, and by the way, just like Michael Jackson, I heard about uh, I heard about uh, the news about Kobe Bryant while I was at the grocery store. So I, I'm not allowed to go to the grocery store anymore. Way to go, Bob. Yeah, you gotta warn people before you go to the grocery store. I'm going to hell, man. I'm just that's. Yeah. But no, in serious, I I'm sorry, God. This this is my defense mechanism. I suck at this. What do you want me to do? Um, but no, it's it's. I mean, and you guys are absolutely right. It's you know this guy, you know Kobe Bryant. He, he is the he was absolutely, you know he was the player for a generation, an entire generation. I mean, you think of think of literally anybody who's currently playing in the Horizon League right now who didn't grow up watching the Lakers and seeing seeing Kobe Bryant and see Kobe, uh, you know, and you know growing up, you know, watching you know, kind of the, that whole entire thing. And then to kind of in just a minute, just lose that. That's life short, man. Yeah. I mean, and about this being relevant to the horizon league, I mean, in a way it sort of is because, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're a conference that has a ton of NBA cities. So, um, there's a lot of, I think, and and then the thing is Kobe had such a impactful career and played for so long. That I don't care who you're a fan of NBA wise, he had some battles with your team. And so, like, you know, me growing up as a Dallas Mavericks fan, I was, I bore witness to many times Kobe went off. I know that, um, you know, some of our friends uh, with, uh, like, for you, Bob, I don't know if you grew up a LeBron fan with Cleveland, but I mean, they had some battles as well. The Pistons uh, fans like to, up uh, there. Just for the record, I'm, I'm old. So <laughs> I had Michael Jordan too. I had Michael yeah. Jordan. So, so yeah. uh, to put it to you, that actually, this is now I when when uh, to kind of put this in perspective, my my the big kind of tragic moment that kind of we I had as a as a basketball fan was actually kind of was well, it's not even close, but not even close compared to this, obviously. But you know, I was a senior in high school when when Magic Johnson. Announced that he uh, announced that he was retiring because he was HIV positive. It hit Bob, like that for me at that point in time. I can't even imagine what kind of the thought is now. Bob, is it true that you were alive when they invented basketball? Yeah. Do you remember, yeah. Mr. Naismith? <laughs> that had to be devastating for you, right, Bob? Yes, I. Yes, I remember the day when they finally cut the bottoms out of those damn peach baskets and and pe- and you didn't have to get up and go grab the ball out and it was such a long long time ago i'm glad you guys get i'm glad you guys can take solace in my oldness thanks appreciate it <laughs> whatever gets you guys whatever gets you guys through the day <laughs> but no, point, it, we're, no trying, we're just trying to get you through the day bob well good luck with that um but yeah, it's you know th- that's that's kind of my parallel, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's definitely one of those things where. It, but the like I said, the influence is never going to go away. And to everybody else's point, you know, name a name a Horizon League player right now who isn't or who hasn't, you know, looked at you know seen footage of Kobe Bryant and wanted to emulate him in some way, shape, or form. And you'd be hard pressed to do that. You really would. Probably loud in love would be the only one, but that's it. Oh, 
I think that Oakland could probably use, like, have used Kobe Bryant, still retired, and, and probably at least been competitive this past week. He legit, well, to be fair, he did have eligibility left right out of high school, so. Oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah, we're, so now I'm glad I'm not the only one going to hell here, so, um, anyway, um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say about the whole situation, I mean, it's, it's, it's still pretty, you know, whenever you're listening to this, I mean, you may be listening to this on Sunday night, and it's still really raw, and it's still, it's still, it's gonna resonate for a long, long time, it really is, I mean, it really is, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're just thinking to yourself, damn, I mean, I, I mean, I remember, yeah, I, and yeah, never mind, never mind, I, I would say something else, but then that would elicit a bunch of other old jokes, so, um, so now that, so now that we've kind of spoken our piece on that one, um, as they used to say many, many times, uh, let's get into the games that we play. Um, and we we play quite a few of them this weekend. And John, I know you've been doing the uh, know you've been doing the Horizon League power rankings on HorizonRoundtable.com, and I'm sure this weekend didn't make things any easier for you. So at the top, definitely did. Everywhere yeah. else, useless. <laughs> you got the bottom too. You've got the top and the bottom solid. Uh. That- that see, is true. That see, is John, true. I, John, I'm I know curious. A lot of you are saying Oakland at the bottom, especially Matt. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for that just because it, it was another game where Burke and Manette, I mean, 60% effective field goal percentage together, and they had almost 70 points between the two guys. It's just not something that's been sustainable. So if no, they go another five games before it happens again, I. I'm torn. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, in terms of yeah, so in ter- <clears throat> yeah, it's it, I agree with you, John, because I mean, but it's interesting is that we've said for a lot of, for a long time that you know Jalen Manette and Marcus Burke had the ability to have these types of games, but combining for almost seventy points, they're not going to do that every time. They can't do that every time. And, no, you know, because I some teams. Figure out a way to play defense and change something. Unlike Oakland, that has to do everything Campy's way all, all the time, and it didn't work. He even said in his post game, "Well, maybe I should have doubled them." Well, no shit. Maybe you should have figured that out at you know at halftime when they were already at like thirty points apiece. Run the triangle in two or something. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean He's... something. It's not like those three big in the guys bottom, can't John. defend the paint. Bottom. Put them in the bottom. There. Congratulations, IUPUI. You are now no longer in last place. In the Horizon League Power Rankings, written by John Parker, uh, which will be on HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, however, but obviously, it's it's funny because I actually had to do some research. I actually had to look at this last night at the end of the games that were played yesterday. I actually had to look at this last year. I wanted I wrote a reference last year. Last year, teams two through eight were separated by two games after after in, on, at the halfway point of the season. Eight game, eighteen, uh, you know, places two through eight, they were separated by two games, just two games. Fast forward to this year, and guess what? <laughs> two through eight separated by two games, and three through say, eight is only separated by one. Can't say that the Horizon League doesn't have parity. Yes, and they honestly, do. 
Yeah, that is definitely one of the big <laughs> things because I kind of have to weigh, you know, is losing at Cleveland better than losing in your own building to, you know, Milwaukee, who's currently going to be listed at number three just because of the title? Let, let, let's clarify, John. Milwaukee didn't just lose. They got embarrassed. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, somebody wanted us to talk about Milwaukee, so let's go ahead and talk about how <laughs> Milwaukee couldn't do jack squat against Cleveland State after after beating Youngstown State in overtime. And by the way, um, speaking of Youngstown State, I'm officially – I think we should really officially just call it uh, – call the Beagley Center the house of heart attacks because that's what the hell it is right now. They're all going to be every game in that in that building is just going to be a last minute is just going to be decided at the last second. Every last one of them, every single yeah. one of them. So so congrats. So so Beakley Center is now going to be called the House of Heart Attacks. But, but yeah, uh, but to yeah. Your, but, to your point, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say to your point, Bob, about this about this league only being separated two through eight by two games. I think, I mean, a lot of that, so I've been saying this for the last few years, and obviously you guys have been a part of Horizon League Hoops for much, much longer than I have. Um, But my observation is that, I mean, genuinely, the league from a talent perspective, when you like, when you remove everything else and you just line the players up talent-wise, the league really isn't separated too, too much, in my opinion. Like, I feel like every team's got one, two, three guys that are all like really talented players in a vacuum. And so that's why, you know, coaching game plan, preparation adjustments, uh, all of that stuff is so elevated in this league versus like, you know, coach Calipari uh, at UK can have a bad coaching game and his team can bail them out based on their talent. But like in this league, it's so important. And that's why you see UIC beat, uh, beat uh, Wright state. That's why you see NKU lose to Wright state by 32. I mean, well, there's a lot of reasons there, but you know, there's a lot of reasons why you see these like random upsets happen. And God bless John for like trying to make sense of it all because I really do <laughs> think that I really do think that like it's 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 not something that can be always made sense of, you know? Yeah, that's true. John, that's why do you hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been trying to figure out for a long time. I just have to ask you now that we have you on for a minute, why do you hate yourself? What is it is it deeply rooted in something else? Like why? So, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I kind of admit, like, hey, you know, I'm putting too much thought into this because in three days, it's there's going to be one game that'll flip the entire list, you know? So. Yeah, that's true. And that's exactly what happened. Now, yeah, exactly. Going into Saturday, going into Saturday, um, and we'll talk a little bit of, we'll talk about, uh, sorry, Kyle, but we'll talk about Wright State, Northern Kentucky uh, a little later on. But yeah. going into Saturday, Green Bay and Milwaukee, Green Bay and Milwaukee had a, a, the, a golden opportunity, both teams, to get to finish the first half six and three, get into a three-way tie with Northern Kentucky for second place and kind of make a run at it. And Green Bay came close, but not quite. And Milwaukee absolutely didn't. And And now, instead of being in a third place, second place tie with Northern Kentucky, they're now in a third place tie with uh, with Youngstown State. Who I actually do 
Yeah. Uh, quick comment for anyone, who, either, you know, any of you guys or anyone listening who didn't watch it, go watch a replay of the Green Bay Youngstown game. Maybe I'm yeah. forgetting some bad basketball early on, but that was a phenomenal game. Oh, it really was. It really was. I mean, and, but, and yeah, uh, I'm telling you, man, House of Heart Attacks has some really nice, really nice games. I mean, it really, I mean, I don't know what it is about that arena that everybody basically you know and and it's funny because the challenge that Youngstown State is going to have in the second half is they're going to need to play on the road and also they've got Northern Kentucky and Wright State in their building and I don't know and and Youngstown State did play definitely played Wright State close at the Nutter Center, so I can almost, I can't even, I can't even imagine what they're going to do at the House of Heart Attacks. Now Green Bay has to do some real soul searching because, again, and and this wasn't exactly a, this wasn't exactly a pristine, you know, it wasn't actually a pristine trip into Ohio this this time around either, because. They were up pretty high. They were up by double digits on Cleveland State. They were up by 12 with about three minutes left in the game on Thursday. And they almost blew that lead because Cleveland State did what Cleveland State seems to be doing all season and clamped down on defense. And all of a sudden, their shots fell. I can't even. I, and then, and then in Saturday, all the shots fell for Cleveland State, which never happens. <laughs> like ever. If they could uh, not fall on the return trip, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm not making any guarantees, but you know, there's a distinct possibility. But yeah, they, it's funny because I was listening, I was watching the game on ESPN Plus, and they were talking about this is, you know, and the whole discussion was this is probably that first half against Milwaukee was probably, according to you know the announcers, was probably the best half of basketball they played all season. And they're doing it at the, in game nine of the conference schedule, which incidentally, which is funny because, you know, when you look at this year as opposed to last year, last year that had way more talent, but apparently a B-movie villain coaching. <laughs> totally night and day. I'm just I'm, I'll be honest with you as a Cleveland State fan. I'm just jazzed. I'm in the log jam now. Bob, you know, to, to the point I made earlier, not to toot my own horn here, but, um, you know, Cleveland State's a team that you guys lost to almost everybody. Yeah. And and uh, you've gotten some really good wins under your belt, and you're in a position that I don't think anyone reasonable except that one random idiot that voted for you guys to win the whole <laughs> league um, would have had you guys in this position. And I am telling you, I think I've tweeted it before, um, I'm a little scared to put it out there as a thought because I, you know, knowing me, I could easily be wrong. But uh, I think we're going to be sitting here three years from now talking about how Dennis Gates is one of the best coaches in the league. So uh, okay and I think that. he's he's done an incredible job with you guys. And and it, it again, it goes to show like Cleveland State. I mean, I would argue that you guys don't you guys don't even have the the guy like um, like Manette or Marcus Burke or anyone like that. Like I would argue, the IUPUI on a talent plane is probably more talented even than you guys. But he's just got you playing so well as a team and playing such great defense. Yeah. And uh, I would be really excited if I was a Cleveland State fan. Just so, saying. Well, so are you are you implying that 
good coaching actually makes a difference in that even a team like Cleveland State that lost everybody are, is playing well? Is, is that is that what I'm gathering? <laughs> yeah, so I know exactly where you're going. So are you saying, therefore, that losing your entire team isn't isn't the end of the day? Matt, Matt, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me uh, let me lay down this soapbox and give it a quick dusting real quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Matt Dudek. I, I just get the impression what you're saying is that even a team like Cleveland State that lost everybody to transfers and had all this turmoil um, due to coaching is playing well. So therefore, it's not always about talent, but coaching becomes a factor in if a team plays well. Is that what I'm gathering here? I think that's a reasonable opinion. I like that opinion. In fact, <laughs> I especially like that opinion. Hey, I, yes. So, so I, I'm just going to call this the Dennis upgrade because that's what it is. We upgraded from Felton to Gates and to give a lot of credit to Dennis Gates. I mean, look at, if you look at that, you know, you're absolutely right, Kyle. You're talking about a guy who he, he has from a, from a talent perspective, he not anywhere, uh, Theoretically, not anywhere in here. I mean, you got a couple, you got a couple of holdovers, but he's getting the most out of everybody. It's crazy. I mean, you guys, and, are, you guys are playing the best team basketball yeah, of anyone in the league, in absolutely. my opinion. I mean, that's I, that's kind of a that's kind of a shooting from the hip for me saying that. But honestly, I mean, we're we're I, talking about. I mean, you're talking other than I mean, right state, other than yeah, right state. Yeah. Just, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, I I was totally. I mean, last year Al Eichelberger did not have a good year. I think even by Al Eichelberger's own admission, he would say he didn't have a good year. You look at him now, and it's night and day. I mean, he is he is one of he has grown into. I don't want to say one of the one of the most dominant front court guys in the conference. I say I might be talking out of my ass, but I really do think so at this point in time. I mean, he's the guy who is, he's the guy they body up on everybody, all the big guys. Does it work all the time? No. I mean, <laughs> loud and love kind of proved that, but I mean, he's loud and love. But, yeah. you know, but if he, if he went up against, you know, when he was going up against, you know, Oakland's guys, he seemed to be holding his own. When he went up against Justin Miller, completely neutralized him. I mean, <laughs> And it's good to have that, and I'm and, and I, I really do, and I know he's a transfer, so there's always the specter of the grad transfer coming along. But I really hope he stays another year. I really can do. I just make a, a comment on that one? Bob? Yes, please. Um, if I was six foot something, and yeah, playing basketball, I would be Justin Miller. So I wouldn't give Justin Miller that much credit. Hey, Justin Miller's had some good games though. Now, to be Justin fair. Miller, also every game I've covered this year, I've walked out when the team walks out and walks out with three pizzas. Wow! So he's hungry. Hey, man, it's a long game. That's what I do. Carbo load, absolutely. I'm down with it, or at least I would be, but not right now. But anyway, yeah. But I'm glad. But I'm actually very glad you brought up Detroit because Detroit and Detroit Mercy, of course. Um. Now, I got to ask about this. This is insane. Somebody's got to explain UIC to me right now because you're talking about a team that so so UIC who gave up a 30-point run to Northern Kentucky then turns around against Detroit Mercy and scores 22 straight points and somehow and you know and somehow loses both of the games. Both of them. 
Now, the first game, obviously, you're giving up 30 points straight. You're not going to win that game. But to to score, rattle off 22 straight points, and then somehow lose. Yeah, I, I have no explanation for that. Yeah, again, it, it's coaching. McLean sucks. And I'm sorry, like. I hope you know. I don't even care, actually. You know what? We could use Nobody the clips. Cares. We've we been could, talking about. We could, we've been talking about how bad Steve McLean is for how long now? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? We could use the listens. All right. They need to. Fi- <laughs> I, I started the hashtag when we went on that 30-0 run. I put the hashtag Fire McLean out there. Had had a few USC fans tweet oh, yeah. as well. We so there's um, fans. Yeah, a couple of yes. them. I, they kind of crawled out of their hole out there, but. Um, yeah, it's weird, man. And to me, it just goes to show, like, the team, The team again, they're talented, but they're just poorly managed. I mean, they beat Wright State because of what well, you guys have mentioned. Obviously, I don't want to take this away from y'all, but a lot of y'all on the call have mentioned that it was most – it was a lot of uh, Jordan Blount had to do with that Wright State win. But, Blatt like – tonight. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I even mentioned that in my latest article in Nor- uh, for Norse Report, uh, hoping that, you know – they're the ones who end up knocking off right state. So we don't have to face them in the tournament, but uh, yeah, I just think again, it just goes to show that like the talent is there for them. Like they obviously can go on a 22 a run. They can hang with Northern Kentucky yeah. in the first, in the first half and look really good. But then like that guy can't coach his way out of a freaking paper bag. It's true. It's true. He's only, he is only as good as his talent. And luckily for him right now, his talent is very good. But when they actually need something strategic, when they need some X's and O's, he's putting down like P's and R's, you know, like just yeah. <laughs> that's true. They have, they have four seniors, right? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure four of their starters are seniors. They are effed next year. Like they, yeah. I, I can't, they're going to win like three games and that guy will be on his ass. Yeah, he will be. If yeah. he doesn't get fired this year. Which he will. Come on, we're not. Yeah, good point. This guy, well, apparently, this apparently, he's got a buyout. I think is what I've heard. Right? He's got a. He's got a year sense. left on his contract. I can't imagine it could be all that much. But yeah, he's boned. Yeah, well, they, I heard it's in, they have to. Yeah. I heard it's in the. I heard it's in the hundred thousands or something. I don't know. Chris, Chris uh, Hart, who's my, uh, he's Norse Reports co-owner. He's uh, he's well learned on UIC, just being from the area, mm-hmm. and he was telling me something about. How yeah. he was, he was pretty sure that they wouldn't. It, it, it would be a really tough decision for them to buy out McLean or not because he does have like a six figure buyout on his contract. I thought, you know what? Is what somebody, he get on, somebody get on the horn with Curtis Granderson, tell him to scratch a check and call <laughs> the day. Right? <laughs> Come on. Grand, I mean, Curtis Granderson's good for it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not going to lie though. I miss Howard Moore. Yeah. Can I get Howard Moore back? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. It was uh, so bad. That's why it was fun. I well, I distinctly recall a year mm-hmm. that Detroit Mercy beat UIC a hundred and forty something to like sixty at home. Wow, I a regular don't... score that year. Man, are we really going to talk Howard Moore on the same day as this Kobe tragedy? Like, yeah, I let's little, not do that. Feel a little weird on this one. More than yeah. somewhat. How is he doing, by the way? I know, obviously, for the I know we talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, former UIC coach Howard Moore, um, in the offseason was involved in it was involved in an accident, um, and uh, I believe what was it? Oh, I think his wife and daughter were killed in the accident, and he was uh, yeah. he was severely injured. It was so, a drunk yeah. driver from Michigan, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah that's uh, he's still on staff at Wisconsin. Apparently, he is. He, no, he, I don't know. Yeah, I th- I think he's been. I can't remember. I can't recall correctly, but I think he's been. 
I want to say he has been to a couple of games, but um, you know, Wisconsin folk, you know, if you could clarify that for us, um, that would be awesome. But yeah, that's a that was kind of a really kind of a that was that was that was just as sucky as the Kobe news today. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah um, and. So I now, had kind of been trying to keep track of that, and I hadn't heard anything for a while. Um, I know months ago he had like a, a second incident where he had to go back to the hospital. And yeah, I know he's still. I'm, I know he's still. That's a, that's going to be. That's. I mean, even now, that's. I'm sure he's he's still on the long road to recovery. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, obviously, you know. As a as a former Horizon League coach, I mean, obviously we're we we're definitely still pulling for him. So um, now that you've taken us down that dark turn, Carrick, I was going to mention the fact that you guys won on a buzzer beater, but now I'm just too bummed to talk about it. You know, it it was it was fun, I guess. Um, we... And by the way, the buzzer beater was not uh, was not shot by Antoine Davis. Yeah, it was shot from a guy that I'm pretty sure they didn't want shooting the ball. Um, I bet they didn't. He overshot it. He got it blocked in. <laughs> yeah, it was. Don't even, don't even get me started. They have three good players. They need three more if they're going to be good. Oh uh, yeah. They, so they have three starters right now, and they're trotting out that poor Belgian kid. The poor yeah. Belgian kid. I'm not sure he knows that he's in Detroit. I feel like they sold him a false bag of goods. Um, there, there's something else, man. I don't know. Maybe they'll win three. Maybe they'll lose the next three. I couldn't tell you. I'm not. But there's. But you know what? Game. But Detroit Mercy is still in the mix now. They're they're in the logjam still. Yeah, and and they're playing I mean, better. Surprisingly enough, um, they're still in the logjam. They're finding ways to win without Davis having to score twenty five points. So, and that's what they needed to do. They yeah. had to do that. I mean, because everybody's game planning for him. But he's still taking twenty some shots per well, game. It's like it's yeah, that's the problem. And you can, and yeah, and you can get away from get away with that if you're playing, say, for example, IUPUI. Even when when Marcus Burke and Jalen Manette aren't going off for seventy points. You're not going to get away with that with, you know, anybody just oh, – well, I want to say you, you're you not going to get away with that from anybody else, but they won four games in conference. So it well, makes sense that one. And the good news for Detroit Mercy is they get Oakland this week, and right now they're a punching bag. There you go. I I, I see I – don't, I don't see anything changing. And, I mean, you know that Antoine Davis is good to go off at any point, and he hasn't had a great game recently, so he's due for one. I, I mean, Detroit Mercy's, like you said, they're right in the logjam. Nothing bad to say. Yeah, I, I can't, you can't rule them out, that's for sure. No, that's true. You're absolutely right. I mean, and, and again, realistically, I mean, if you look at anybody, I mean, I, Northern – even even Northern Kentucky, sorry Kyle, but I think even Northern Kentucky could be susceptible if they you know mess the bed in a couple of games. I mean they I, I do I, that's what I see in all honesty. Um, but any one of the any one of the teams between you know between two and eight, I think if they have themselves a run and it's possible, 
they can jump up. They can jump up a little higher. I mean, let's be honest. Right now, Wright State is two games up on everybody right now. So unless they have like the most epic collapse of right in Wright State history, this it is absolutely their league to lose. And then we hey, all Bob. have to cross. Then we all have to cross our fingers and hope they uh, get upset in the tournament. <laughs> hey Bob. Yeah. I wanted to throw something back real quick. So we were sure. talking about Ant- Antoine Davis's efficiency numbers. I, I'm not doing. It's hard to do a ton of digging live on a podcast, but I did pull up his sports reference. Uh, this is an interesting little piece for Carrick here. Carrick, they're three and one in conference when Antoine Davis shoots under twenty times a game. That, that's not times. surprising. Huh. It, it, that, I knew when they played Toledo and almost won with him out. It, it's not even he's not a bad player. I don't think he's a bad kid. He is being told the wrong thing. Well. There you go. It's it's. I mean, you look how good Chris Brandon's been because That's someone true. else has had to be good. Mm-hmm. Look look at what Justin Miller, who is not in basketball playing shape, look what he did in the second half yesterday. Yep. You know, it's it's just feet. He's that's that is his 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 niche is he's so much bigger than everyone else, physically bigger. You're not gonna. You're not gonna stop him. He weighs forty more pounds than you. Yeah, that's gonna true. push you over. I do look forward to the Xavier Hill Mays Miller battle this week. That's, that's a lot be- of human. Yes, wow. <laughs> a lot of human. <laughs> Carrick, on, Carrick, on the on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, if he shoots twenty times or more, his highest being twenty six on the season, uh, he they've won only two games, and there's way too many L's on here for me to count efficiently. Wow. Yeah, I mean that that tells you something. They gotta. This isn't the year, so they gotta ring it in for next year. Fourteen, two, two, two and fourteen when he shoots over 20, 20 or more times a game. So, I mean, yeah. that that tells it all. That's, that's insane. That's, and and I mean, it's like Matt said, it's volume shooting. It's not, it's not even that like he's having a good game it's just he's six for 20 yeah and four of those six are from three like it's it's stuff that if your dad wasn't the coach you wouldn't be allowed to do (laughs) no it wouldn't happen yeah i mean but yeah but then you know again you know you turn around and you get a you know if detroit mercy's big issue is they gotta you know like for example, against UIC, they got more people involved and didn't have Antoine. And Antoine Davis wasn't shooting whenever he feel uh, you know shoot first, ask questions later. There was a little bit more distribution involved, and you know, yeah, when you're three, yeah, when, yeah, I, I know it's counterproductive for Antoine Davis to not shoot that much, but. If he shoots less, it seems to be that they are a little bit more successful. And again, back to what I've been saying a lot over the last God knows how many podcast episodes. Horizon League teams are expecting that. They are game planning for that. They are game planning for finding another way to be us besides Antoine Davis. UIC apparently didn't game plan, so I mean, there you go. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, they apparently not well. 
I think the game plan was we'll rattle off twenty two and hope and pray. We'll rattle off twenty two and hope and pray that you know, hope and pray that we can hold on to the lead, which we couldn't. Fun stat from the game uh, that I heard Jeremy Otto say on the on the uh, broadcast. So I have to say, mm-hmm. being sick a majority of the last seven home games, he is not hard to listen to. And that is a change of pace from who we've had to listen to on ESPN Plus for the Titans. Not speaking of a certain local radio personality I happen to be good friends with but can't stand listening to. Um, so they held Ferguson to no points in the first half. None. Yeah. No. That's true. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was just good team defending. I don't know if that was their plan um, because a lot of the time with Detroit Mercy, I'm hesitant to if they actually have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it just, I, I think he just says, go figure it out and then yells at them when they don't figure it out correctly. But they, they were doing something right. And really they held them to a, a pretty low percentage from three at, just happened to be that Adi's threes were all very, very well timed. Yeah. They were at the end true. of shot clocks at you know from the elbow and they weren't doing anything nobody was doing anything about it. Two of them were just completely wide open. They just waited, flexed around the zone, five seconds left in the shot clock, kicked it back out to him and he scored. Yeah. Um, you know, the final it looked at the end on that second to last sequence that they were gonna blow it. Um the you know they missed the more missed the three probably wasn't mm-hmm. where he should have been shooting from the whole bench seemed deflated. Then they go, they get the stop Davis hits the three and then, you know, they get the chance and, and win at the end. But my, yeah. my biggest concern as a Detroit mercy fan is we've now been in the situation where you need to win a game at the end and you have timeouts. Do you know what Mike Davis doesn't, doesn't think about doing is calling a timeout. He's like, We've yeah. practiced it enough. Just figure it out. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's been, yeah, that's not exactly been, and that's then that's come to burn him at least. I, I believe this wasn't the last. This wasn't the first time they were they they've been in a situation of where they were in a last second situation. I believe the Green Bay game they were also times. and also oh yes that's right. And the House of Heart Attacks, the Young Sound yep. State game, did the exact same thing. You're absolutely right. That's when because he inbound. That one, that one I couldn't understand myself either. And I still don't understand that. The fact that you have timeouts left. You see, you have plenty of time on the clock. But you say, okay, we're going to let the, you know, you guys have played, run this before. Go run it. Without calling a timeout and maybe doing something... Maybe reminding them to do that? <laughs> Just kind of throwing that out there. Well, there was that one time where they did call a timeout and then they couldn't inbound the ball securely. Mm-hmm. So That's true. Um, so, yeah. Cool. But, but oh. again, they're at the point where, you know, but again, they're, they're still in the conversation in the middle so, of the pack. Makes sense so, of that one. So all of this is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to switch. I know we only have a couple more minutes. Can we uh, talk about this Wright State Northern Kentucky ass whooping? Because we haven't talked to Wright why, State yes. in a couple minutes. Oh yes. yeah, cool. Sorry, I, honestly, Kyle, but <laughs> we deserve to talk about no, this. I, I thought 
I was trying to drag drag out my answers on the other crap because I was <laughs> press, press up against the time. Yeah, no, I mean, we wouldn't be doing our jobs as the Horizon Roundtable if we don't talk about the one-two matchup that happened this week and the complete ass-whooping that got dropped on Northern Kentucky by Wright wow. State. I could yeah. not believe seeing that. that is now, and you're, and again, we're talking about, and it's funny because do y'all call li- it a switch when last... they beat you that bad? Is Oof. that when they say go? Well, hang on. So right. are we doing? Are we doing analysis here, or is this going to be like a roast session? Because I'm just going to go on mute and take it if that's the case. <laughs> no, no, I just want to. Well, here's my question, and this is the part I don't really understand. Okay, because I'm pretty sure last episode we pointed out the fact that Northern Kentucky was up until this game the best defense statistically the best defense in the horizon league they gave up the least amount of points and they got a 95 spot dropped on them what the hell happened well, I, i'm okay, just time, curious yeah, it's, it's, i got you it seems like it's you. kind of a perfect storm of here's yeah i'll give you a very quick breakdown so first of all uh this is a plug here but bob thank you so much for sharing it obviously um i i did write an article um, if you guys are familiar with the episode for with the TV with the movie uh, Waterboy, um, there's a scene. <laughs> Waterboy, oh no, a, we suck again. <laughs> that's that's the title of the article. Um, it's a it's a satir it's a satirical title, um, sort of like making fun of the overreaction of uh, Norse fans. Uh, I got I got Waterboy in my head now, and all I can hear is alligators are angry because of Madula Blagada. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> that is a scene from the from the movie. Um, Bob, so, yeah. if you need to mute, you can let let Kyle talk. Bob, yeah. come on, dude, play nice with your guests, Bob. My gosh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, okay. So seriously though, I I did a little bit of a you know chill the f out. Like we're fine. Uh, obviously, I don't feel that way a hundred percent. There's definitely some holes um, that were exposed, and so. Just a quick, a quick few things. Number one, we shoot. Uh, I believe it's the third. We shoot the thirteenth most threes in the nation out of every team in the country. We're thirteenth in three point attempts. So, as we all know, you're shooting a three pointer from twenty eight feet uh, away from the basket. That's obviously the highest variance shot. Um, it it's great analytically when it goes in. Uh, but when it doesn't, it's bad. And it's the highest fluctuation between makes and misses, right? So um, when you play when you play that kind of style of basketball, you're going to have bad shooting nights, and that means you're probably going to play pretty bad that game. Uh, on the flip side, we do, we do, we play this matchup zone, and we, we do it to mitigate our lack of size. So we play a matchup zone, we push our guards up at the three-point line, and we also bring our bigs up to play around the uh, right outside the restricted area, about where the Horizon League logo is in the paint. Um, and the whole idea is, of it is to push teams away from the basket. Um, the problem there is when players get beat one on one. So, like for instance, Bill Wampler did an amazing job of it um, in that game. He beat his matchup almost every time off the dribble. So more so than any other zone, that kills a matchup zone. And so it allowed Wright State to get so many open looks. We normally guard the three-point line. We're the 10th best three-point defensive team in the country. Wright State shot 12 for 22 from three, 54%. So, like, that's just a game that, like, when it was 10 to 2, it was 10 to 2 and I'm sitting in my seat. People around me are like, Kyle, why aren't you cheering? And I'm like, we're going to lose this game. Like, it, you just you knew it was going to happen because – they just outplayed us. And like, 
yeah, obviously those, the three point shooting and stuff, those are like excuses, whatever. But uh, there was obviously other stuff too, that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Loud in love was getting uh, hands on the ball. He was physically imposing and it was very, it was just discouraging to see that our bigs really couldn't hold him that well. But ultimately what it came down to is we shot four of 22 from three for 18%. They shot 12 of 22 from three for 54%. And I mean, like there's a lot of other reasons, but like primarily that's your ball game. And why I'm not worried too, too much is there's a, again, in the article, there's a lot of reasons listed um, on all the different accomplishments we've had, but we have literally played with our entire squad for like three games this year. Um, Dan says Walton, who, as we all know, was a favorite for Horizon League Player of the Year during the non-conference schedule, um, hasn't played for 10 games. He'll be hopefully back eventually. And this, it's just get, we're going to be a totally different team when that happens. So like, that's, I, that's my sales pitch. All right. Look, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that Wright State's not the best team. They absolutely are. And uh, there really isn't a second place compared to them right now. That said, we still got, what, nine games left. So it's, uh, I mean, a lot can happen in the second half of the season. That, that's all I got. So I'm going to go on mute and let you guys all say what you need to say to that. Kyle, you're so much smarter than me. <laughs> but I, I will say that and and to to your point obviously you know every league every team in this league has had at least one bad game even Wright State had has, has had a bad game and I think I I would just kind of chalk this up to Northern Kentucky just having a bad game on top of the fact that Wright State was hitting on all cylinders it was a I think it was a perfect storm to tell you the truth um, of just, you know, everything going right for, for Wright State and everything going wrong for Northern Kentucky. The return game, however, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a whole different ball game because not just, not only because of the fact it's going to be a BB&T arena, also, you know, you got to think Dantes Walton is back before then. Gotta, yeah, got to think he's back for them. And I'm pretty sure that's the last game of the season for them, isn't it? It is. It's Friday on. Uh, it's going to be on network TV. I just, I'm not sure if it's ESPN or ESPN two, but it's okay. definitely going to be. It's one of those like national games. Um, so I will say this too. Like, I, I, I'm not sure how much it showed through on TV. I know Grizz Gang was tweeting a lot about it. Uh-huh. That was the most um, electric environment that I've been in okay. um, in in a Horizon League game. That sure. team. And those and those fans mm-hmm. and that marketing department, like yeah. that that was a you guys beat us in the Horizon League Championship last year. That's not okay. We're gonna kick sure. your ass tonight. Like every single person wanted that. And just the level of energy, like that's why I said when it was 10 to 2, and just everything that had already happened at that point, just leading up to the game, I was like, We're losing this game. If Dan says Walton yeah. doesn't come in because he was dressed and he did all the warm-ups full full speed and everything. He he had a full jersey, full uniform on, and he even had his shoe, uh, warm-up shirt on. Uh, first seat in the bench, like only halfway on. So like, I do think he's close. Sure. And the whole time I was sitting there thinking, like, well, if he's not back in, within the twelve-minute mark, like he's not going to play, and we're okay. going to lose this game. So I have so. to imagine he's probably not that close because if he was sure. close, he would have tried to get in that game. I think gotcha. that's actually a telltale sign that he might not I... be as close as they they want him well, to be. Uh, to that to that point that uh mm-hmm. i will say this what i've heard um, is um, sorry kyle i hate to do this enough. to you guys but uh unfortunately uh there's uh, I, I i need to cut i actually do need to cut this off right now 
Um, so we'll have a lot more discussions about this later on. Obviously, we got the live show coming up. But um, but again, thank you guys all for joining us. Um, Kyle, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Norse Report. Um, don't my personal is is in the bio on there, but just follow yep. Norse Report. We need some followers. Okay. So, and uh, John John uh, John Parker is uh, underscore uh, at JJ Parker zero eight four, I believe. Yep. All right, and Carrick obviously at Carrick underscore Jones. Yep. And so, um, yeah. So again, as always. Episodes of Horizon Roundtable are on horizonroundtable.com, where we find podcasts, and on your Amazon Echo and uh, Google devices. So, again, thank you guys for listening.